Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Caval, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? I just came to say goodbye. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Buenos noches, amigos. I'm Jack Webster here with Matt LeBeau and Matt Galveo uh, here for another episode of Not Another Socks podcast. Fellas, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, back here for uh, episode six, completing the uh, the six pack for us here. So um, yeah, it's been good. Um, another solid week of, uh, of, you know, baseball hot stove. Um, so definitely excited to get into that. And uh you know, get into all the uh, all the other topics that we have going on here. So, yeah, no, again, same thing as last week. Off seasons in full swing. Things are happening a little bit more. Um, I'm pretty fired up. Jack's got the Mountain Dew shirt on for all you watching on YouTube. The Baja Blast. That is a Jack Webster special. Yes, you also have the Kyle Schwarber background, and I do feel if there was going to be one player that drank Mountain Dew in his childhood a lot. That plays on the Red Sox. It is going to be Kyle Schwarber. He definitely well, grew he, up on Mountain Dew. His name is Kyle. His name he's is Kyle. To at least like uh, Monster Energy drinks, and he's punched one drywall. His dad's a cop. It just adds up yes. all way too much. Yes. <laughs> Crushes Doritos. And I know there's the whole joke of him being from Waltham, but he's he's from Ohio. This he's is from Ohio. This could not be a more stereotypical Kyle. That is that is for one that Ohio is the Mountain Dew capital of the world for one, and two is the Kyle capital of the world. I mean, the guy is I, that that's just absolutely perfect. That Mountain Dew, if you're listening, sponsor us. What what kind of Mountain Dew do you think uh, Kyle Schwarber drinks? Like when he was young, like I feel like he might be like a Code Red guy. Yeah, Code Red for sure. That was like I, his I could see him as a voltage guy. I mean, I feel like just based off name alone, I feel like he really needs that. Or he could get that real off-brand uh, one that's only at KFC. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. Like, I've been there once. I had it. It was disgusting. Like, it does not hold a candle to Baja Blast. Yeah. Definitely can't. It was a big day in the Schwarber household whenever they came out with a specialty Mountain Dew, like the Halo Mountain Dew. It was uh, the Schwarber family rushed to their local Costco and banged out the the entire shelf. So, with matching uh, Doritos. <laughs> yes, you have to buy the Doritos as well. I'm trying to get all right. Yeah, I was trying to see if I could find the Ghetto Mountain Dew, but I don't know if it's not coming up right now. But if I find it, I'll let you guys know. Okay. What the name? Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk the whole episode about this. (laughs) Exactly. Well, no, but uh, hot hot stove is actually buzzing for this time of year. It's you don't usually see it uh, be this fast, but uh, I mean, right off the bat, Eddie Rodriguez is gone now. Eddie Aces and people were, um, you know, once that once that happened, people were uh, very sad on Twitter that. Eddie Aces is uh, no longer uh, in Boston. 
Yeah, a lot, a lot of sadness. I mean, I was definitely sad, too. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate Eduardo, everything he did here. But, I mean, like, people were – I feel like people were a little dramatic. Again, this is definitely a pro-Eduardo Rodriguez podcast. Um, you know, he's been here for a long time. But, I mean, like, they, they, it's not like they lost uh, Randy Johnson. You know, I mean, it's Erod at the end of the day, and good for him. He got a good deal, but I think I'm okay with him walking and getting that draft pick in return. Yeah, no, I was kind of. I actually did see a lot of people happy he was gone, and that's just a bad pee pee poo poo take. Yeah, I mean, he he get gave you you know some great innings there. He was honestly a horse. He would throw you 180 to 200 innings a year, which has a lot of value just in itself. And I mean. Um, he's still young. There's still upside there. I think it's what he's only going to be his age 29 season. So it makes a lot of sense for sense for Detroit, you know, not a high annual, uh, average, but you have that years of control. You're trying to, you know, kind of stabilize your rotation. Maybe even if they don't win the division in 2022, they're in great shape for 2023 and beyond as well. So I, it made a lot of sense for them. I actually see them even making some more moves, but, um, but kind of like you're saying, like you're not losing Randy Johnson. There's guys out there that you can replace that productivity with. And I mean, whether that's internally or you have to go out and get somebody, you know, you it's yeah. not a huge loss. Right. And, and like you said, Jack, they're, they're players in free agency right now. So, um, you know, they're in on some of the big names. So, um, you know, they're, they're building something there in Detroit and, you know, adding a good piece like, uh, Erod in the rotation is, um, you know, is going to help them build, uh, build back to where they want to be. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're, they're headed in the right direction. Like you mentioned, um, you know, not a great, uh, not a big, uh, AAV there, um, for him. So, you know, that's a, that's a perfect signing for, uh, for Detroit. And, um, you know, I think he'll, uh, he'll fit right in there and he'll, he'll, he'll pitch well for them. Yeah, I think it's a good fit, obviously, for them. And I think it's a sign of more things to come. It seems like one of those moves where it's like Detroit's definitely not done with just that. It seems like they're going to make uh, you know another couple of, of moves here. Could be uh, there's a million different options they can go. Um, obviously, Correa is on everyone's mind of Detroit. Seems like the most obvious fit. But, um, I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, that'd be... Now you're looking at Detroit Tigers spending close to $400 million in one offseason. That's pretty steep. So um, Cray is probably going to get, I would say, about close to at least $300 million. I would say minimum 270 right? 270 yeah. would be minimum. Ceiling probably 320 somewhere in there. Um, someone's going to give it to him. So it's probably and, it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, he, he's going to, I think he gets over 300 million, uh, just depends on how many years it is, whether that's, you know, uh, eight or even 10 years, I think, you know, he's going to get that, uh, value at the end of the day. And I mean, uh, yeah, Detroit makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> Almost every team makes sense for him unless if you're like the pirates or, you know, um, the reds where you're rebuilding, like any team is going to, that he's going to make automatically better. So Right. We'll see. Uh, I don't. I would love if the Red Sox threw out that money. I don't actually see them doing that for him, or at least I see another team outbidding us for him. I agree. At the end of the day, if the Red Sox get in the bidding war with another team for Carlos Correa specifically, then I don't like their chances. Now, if you're talking maybe a Simeon, 
right, where he's going to be maybe $100 million less, then I can see the Red Sox maybe opening up a little bit of the, the, the purse strings a little bit. I mean, they've been under the luxury tax for a while. So, you know, that was good. They saved a lot of money there. Got some contracts coming off the books. Um, yeah, I mean, they got some money to play with. So, yeah. Simeon, uh, good. Yeah, and it, and another thing to touch on with uh, Erod was, um, you know, he, he was coming off a great 2019 season, you know, 19 wins, uh, 3-8 ERA. Um, and then he gets hit with COVID, and he dealt with some complications with that. So, I mean, if he was healthy, I mean, what could have been in 2020 for Erod coming off that really good 19 season um you know it really sucks but you know what he could have done in that year but um you know obviously um you know he seemed to to find his way back obviously pitched well down the stretch for the Sox but um you know that that one I guess that one thing um you know that with that whole COVID year um was really kind of the thing that you were like ah man what could have been if he was healthy all of uh 2020 yeah I mean, at the end of the day, 2020 to me was kind of a wash. So I would have liked to see him pitch. Probably would have helped his maybe, maybe he he'd be looking at 100 million dollars right now. Right. If he came out and pitched really well for that shortened season. Um, realistically, though, I don't, dude. I don't. <laughs> honestly, what happened in 2020 was best case scenario for the Boston Red Sox. Um, they were able to get Chris Sale, Tommy John surgery. They were able to get um, probably their biggest prospect in since Nomar Garcia-Para and Marcelo Meyer. So, I mean, yeah, 2020 worked out pretty well. So I'll take it. No, oh, um, absolutely. I mean, nobody was going to save that 2020 team, whether it was Chris Sale or Erod or even Mookie Betts. <laughs> uh, that team was just doomed from the very beginning, especially in that season. So, yeah, like you said, you got a great draft pick out of it. Um, you're able to get guys like Bobby Dahlbeck some experience in that year too, even. Um, and, you know, you also got rid of a lot of dead rate, uh, weight like uh, Ryan Weber. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and another pitcher off the market um, was Noah Syndergaard going to the angels uh, one year, $21 million, obviously, um, you know, you know, he was a, he was a big guy that was out there in free agency. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people were, uh, you know, on Twitter were, uh, you know, were kind of barking at the socks for not, uh, you know, signing him to, to that deal. But, um, you know, obviously he's only pitched what two innings in the last couple of years. So, Hey, he goes to the angels, obviously, like you've mentioned, Jack, uh, in, in past episodes, you know, they're a team that's always players for, uh, you know, for pitching and, um, you know, they, they're the ones that, uh, ended up going with, uh, with Syndergaard. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, uh, it made a lot of sense for him. Uh, made a lot of sense for a lot of teams just on a one year, you know, contract. It's hard to go wrong with it. I didn't want to give up that draft pick for Syndergaard. If he had no attachment to it, I may have even given him like 25, but, uh, I, I'm not doing that and giving up a guy. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The draft pick definitely made me want to stay away. The what Red Sox fans do that's funny is every time someone gets signed, there's always like a bunch of people on Twitter being like, oh, we couldn't match this. Like yeah. Yankee fans are the classic low ball traders and Red Sox fans are the classic like, oh, uh, Bloom couldn't match this. Like, dude, like I get it. Yeah, the Reds can the Red Sox match the offer that the Angels gave Noah Syndergaard? Of course they fucking can. They're the Boston Red Sox. But the guy hasn't pitched in two years. I think he's a nice, like, complimentary piece, but I don't really trust him being a front-of-the-rotation starter, and I think that they need, you know, uh, someone a little more reliable 
than than a Syndergaard. Um, so in addition to being the interest kings, the Red Sox fans are the um, the oh we couldn't match this like that. That's so annoying. Really, it's like well yeah they could, but dude I don't really want no Syndergaard, and I don't right. want to give up a draft pick for a guy who hasn't pitched in two years. So right, yeah, all set. He also just looks like the stereotypical like California asshole out there. So he'll fit in perfectly. Yeah, he'll be fine. I think that's a good fit for him. Oh, exactly. And uh, speaking of a pitcher that I think all of us want, Marcus Stroman got into it with uh, some Yankee fans on Twitter this week, which is always, always great to see. Um, And my God, I mean, Yankees fans cannot catch a break. Uh, This guy is an absolute legend. I am obsessed with Marcus Stroman. Um, he just hates the Yankees. I know he grew up in Long Island, so I don't know. Maybe is it just like he grew up a Mets fan or is it just he just hates the Yankees or I, I don't know what it is from his past. But the Stroman and, and Yankee hatred is just absolutely unbelievable. I know we touched on this last episode, but it has gone to a new level with the tweets and the gifts. Um, and then, yeah, it just, just really just awesome, awesome content. Yeah. So we obviously posted, uh, you know, what he said on Twitter about, you know, not joining the Yankees at all, but in another tweet that didn't get as popular, uh, mentions or anything, he said, you know, it's because they don't let him have dreadlocks or tattoos or, you know, uh, facial hair, which is absolutely true. Like they are literally, Guys are passing on the Yankees because they're not, you know, the 90s Yankees anymore that are the premier of baseball. They can't have these silly rules and, you know, expect people to go out of their way to do them just because they're the Yankees. That's just not the case anymore. Oh, exactly. Um, it, it's just one of those things like we well, you mentioned, Jack, it's just kind of like get with the times like. You really got to change that that whole uh, situation there in New York, and uh, you know maybe you'd attract some some free agents there, um, you know that would otherwise be turned off by you know what they have going on right now. Um, that whole uh, that tweet with uh, the fifty cent gift that he responded to that Yankee fan who was like "Yo at Stro" with the with the eye emoji with the Photoshop of him in a Yankees jersey, and he just responds with a 50 cent driving away laughing. <laughs> like, that was just so an funny. ultimate troll job by, by Marcus Stroman. That was so funny. And and I really, I, I mean, at some point, it's inevitable. It's a guarantee the Yankees will have to change something. There's just going to be a, a shift eventually. I don't think really it's going to be any time like, immediate, but it's going to happen. Definitely going to happen. And, and Strowman's not going to be the guy because Yankee fans are just like, well, we don't want Strowman anyways. He stinks. You know, screw him. But I guarantee you if news came out tomorrow that Marcus Strowman signed a six-year, $140 million deal with the Yankees, Yankee fans would be like, I think he's going to be a good piece for our rotation. I think great some balance, you know, some bullshit. Like, <laughs> You mad because no, that buddy. crazy piece? I- Go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. Uh, I, I saw a lot of Red Sox fans and fans of really every team uh, say like, oh, I don't want him on my team. He's soft because he's on Twitter and he blocked me. And I'm like, well, he's doing all that and still succeeding at the highest level in the major leagues. Like, what is your rationale to think this is something that has stopped him? If anything, it's made him better the more that he's been a fucking 
uh, hilarious dude just right. like online. It it fits in with him. It gives him that energy. I'm all about it. And, and some guys just feed off of that energy, like you said, Jack. I mean, they they like to have that interaction with the fans. Um, you know, on social media, some sometimes it just it fuels them, and I think that's exactly what it does to Stroman. He is is one of those guys that feeds off that energy, and it makes him a better pitcher, makes him a better baseball player. And at the end of the day, if that makes him successful, then why wouldn't you want him on your team? Even if he, you know, if he does that stuff outside of the, you know, outside the diamond, who cares? Yeah, who cares? I agree. If you're pitching well, no one gives a shit. The only downside about that is like in a market like Boston, if he doesn't pitch well, that's really going to be the first thing everyone's going to say, the media, you know, the fans. So that is, I can understand the challenge on his perspective, maybe not wanting to play in a market actually really like Boston. Um, but if you're pitching well, dude, you could fucking uh, you could do whatever you want in this city as long as you're performing well. People do not care. Yeah, Felga, I, I think you should back. stay off Twitter. He's on Twitter too much. Oh, you're right, Mike. He can't pitch. He can't pitch, Mike. He's horrible. Or you could just be like me who is on Twitter too much. <laughs> <laughs> but you pop Twitter. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of my thing. I, I was I was born for it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, another pitcher off the market, um, Justin Verlander, uh, once again, dashing any Yankees fans hopes that they'll do anything this offseason. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that the Yankees have not gotten Matt Olson, Justin Verlander or Carlos Correa yet? Is that what you're saying? Uh, hold on. Let me check. Uh, Jeff Passan. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nice case. I think we have the same one. Oh, wow. Uh, yep. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yep. Unreal. Pine Bloom <laughs> officially has interest in that case. <laughs> we got to get him on. Interest, interest king. Interest kings. <laughs> no, uh, I think we talked about it last episode, though. Like, all of us would have liked uh, Justin Verlander. Right. But it doesn't really hurt him or hurt us seeing him go back to uh, the Astros as Correct. much as it does the Yankees or so many other teams that were, you know, just thinking that they were going to sign him. So, it, you know, it makes the Astros better, of course. And, you know, they beat this last year. But that one, that one, you know, isn't going to really sting. Yeah, I mean, he was kind of one of those guys where, you know, if you signed him, hey, you did. But, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I, uh, a lot of Red Sox fans thought he was uh, definitely going to um, gonna come here. But uh, like I told you guys, I mean, I didn't really see him re-signing um, with the Astros. I don't know if you guys felt the same way or if you thought he was going to end up going elsewhere. I actually wasn't expecting the Astros. I, I was pretty confident he was going to go somewhere else. It seemed like... Almost he moved on. And there was also those stories about the Astros, like team uh, or teammates, not really like liking him because he wasn't around when he was hurt. And right. he kind of just went MIA. He kind of just got hurt and just like never really showed his face again. I feel like that's kind of, I feel like that's just kind of how he is. I feel like he's kind of like a weird, like just kind of a lon loner guy, like just kind of focuses on himself. Um, I guess kind of like a Garrett Cole, but not as big of a head case as Garrett Cole is. You just yeah. kind of all... sometimes all you need in life is just Kate Upton. Yeah, right, right, You're right. I mean, it's not a bad thing. 
Yeah. Would you be in the dugout eating fucking double bubble if your wife at home had fucking double D's like that? <laughs> Big mommy milkers. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like uh, the liar liar when Jim Carrey. Is that where you were going with? Yeah. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Kate Upton, if you're listening, sup. Yeah. Also, come on the podcast and wherever else. You know, it's funny. She actually um, just tweeted that Justin Verlander should have won the Cy Young despite not throwing a single inning last year. <laughs> yeah. We should have known after Kate Upton's beef with Red Sox fans in Rick Porcello. Yeah, in the uh, when when Verlander last last played the Red Sox in the playoffs, that he wasn't going to come here. Yeah, well, you also it was so funny the two times he did get robbed, or at least one of the times, um, it was to a current or a former teammate. So you know he wasn't going to say anything because like he doesn't want to look like a fucking asshole. So um, you know he was just complaining about it to her. So just. I mean, it, it is what it is. Yep. No, it is. It is. But Rick Porcello deserved that Cy Young. You think Garrett yeah, Whitlock? You think Garrett Whitlock hates Kate Upton because she shitting on his boy, Rick Porcello? <laughs> Hell yeah. American League Rookie of the Year, Garrett Whitlock. Yeah. Yes. How did he not get any votes? And this is kind of off topic, dude. No, I guess I guess we can kind of go into yeah, that. No, this, we were this is on topic. Some of the yeah. some of the offs, some of the uh, transition. some of the awards. Yeah. Good segue, Lobo. Whitlock not getting any Rookie of the Year love, and then Alex Cora not getting any Manager of the Year love. I mean, that's just asinine. What did Cora get? One first place vote, right? I guess from a New York yeah. writer. Wow. Fuck, it's, fuck Dan Shaughnessy. Yeah, fucking Shank. I don't think it was Shaughnessy. I forget who. I think Castillo was one. Uh, but uh, I think he had Cora at third. And I forget who the other Boston writer was. But he had Cora at second. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's terrible. What a joke. It, yeah. the, the award is becoming like whoever has. If you have a big payroll, like you're just not going to be. You're just not going to be in contention for the award, even right. though even if your team was supposed to be bad. Um, it's just if you're a small market and you do well, you're going to win the award. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So it's Kevin Cash every year, basically, <laughs> until the Rays until, finish yeah. under 500. So. It, no, even though the Rays were in the World Series the year before, <laughs> they're like, oh, they're expected to be bad because low payroll, like, no, it, I, I don't know when people are just going to accept this team has been good and been good for a while. Yeah, they they have it figured out there, and that I think Kevin Cash is a very good manager. But they were literally, like you said, they were in the World Series. They were one one win away or two wins away to go go to Game Six or Game Seven. I think it went to six. Yeah, yeah. six. Yep, two wins away from the World Series <clears throat> coming into twenty twenty one. They won the division, which was on par with what they should have done, and they lost in the first round of the postseason. Obviously, they don't take the postseason into account, but. No, I mean, but I'm not even saying Kevin Cash didn't deserve it. I'm more saying that the fact that Alex Cora got no love for it is crazy. Yeah, yeah Whitlock, too. <clears throat> That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I get Whitlock a little bit more because you only have so many people or spaces on your ballot. And there was a lot of good rookies this year. I mean, it's easier to give it to a guy that, you know, 
played every day. I don't think any of us were actually expecting him to win it, but I at least expected him to have that, you know, rookie of the year 13 on his uh, baseball reference bio. Agreed. Yep. Oh, yeah. And um, I guess, Jack, did you did you want to go through, um, you know, all the the offseason awards here or? Or no. Yeah, so Cy Young Award uh, just came up. I'm actually trying to pull up where Nate Valdi finished this year. So. I want to say I saw he finished, I think it was fourth in Cy Young voting for the AL. Um, yeah, I think I, I, no, <clears throat> I'm pulling it up now. So Yeah, Evaldi. Yeah, he did finish fourth. He got eight uh, third-place votes. Um, Robbie Ray pretty much unanimous, unanimously won it. There was only one guy that uh, voted for Garrett Cole for some reason, because he doesn't know how to read statistics that were literally just any one of them would have told you that, you know, Robbie Ray was a better pitcher. He must be a little bit too much gabagool yeah, probably. Yeah. Take oh. that Jason of Detroit. <laughs> so that's kind of like, um, but, yeah, go ahead. Hey, no, he was a very good pitcher this year. I actually think he should be starting opening day next year. I think he's deserved it. Yeah, Evaldi, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's oh. been a horse ever since coming here. I mean, he's pitched his balls off, you know, every time he's on the mound, and you know, he's been he's been a he's been a stud. Great get, great get for the Red Sox. Oh, fantastic yeah. trade, fantastic trade, and good contract extension. Who was the pitcher that they traded? The young pitcher, Jalen Beeks. Beeks, Beeks. I knew it was some sort of poultry chicken. Thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just couldn't put a name. Yeah, local. No, and stock, local. I stock. think most importantly, he's done it in the playoffs. Like yep. that, that will earn you as much as anything else. Like I guarantee, Red Sox fans are gonna remember uh, Nick Pavetta a whole lot better looking back because he uh, pitched well in the playoffs. For sure. Yeah, he dropped his nuts on the mound. Yeah, they're still out there. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yep, with an empty Mountain th- Dew can from Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yugging Mountain Dew in the back pocket. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I keep that thing on. Like me. he carries it around in a clear plastic bottle, so everybody can see it too. <laughs> <laughs> he wants Jack, you to know. Jack, you might have to Photoshop Kyle Schwab with a Mountain Dew in his hand. Yeah, no, I mean, Maybe I don't even that this. It's not even going to be a Photoshop. It's just going to be a real photo. You can just right, right. No, photos. exactly. That, that, that Mountain Dew, skull, camo, and yeah. it, it, it'll all be there. Kyle Schwarber drinks Mountain Dew. Grew up on Mountain Dew. If you go back to his family photo album, any birthday party, there is going to be a half vanilla, half chocolate cake, and a fucking. Oh, yeah. Fat can of Mountain Dew next to You think he was an ice cream cake guy or regular cake? I think his family went regular cake. Ice cream was a little, like, too classy. Yeah. For the Schwarbers, I think. (laughs) A nice carvel. You don't want to have an upset tummy. No. (laughs) Yeah. Finish your Mountain Dew, son. (laughs) Do you think Mountain Dew counted as greens in that household? (laughs) Yeah, it's green. <laughs> it's green. So I mean, screw the peas, dude. I'm going for the Mountain Dew. No, no hate to the Schwarber family. They seem like very nice people. But no. let's be honest, Kyle drank a lot of Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. And he's a he's a big fella too. I mean, yeah. Like 
if you didn't know he was a major league baseball player, you could tell that guy's like not out of shape, but you could tell you wouldn't think that he is like one of the best hitters in the major leagues. Right. Yeah, you could he's got the body like he crushes uh you know, he, he crushes some workouts, but also drinks a case of Mountain Dew. Yeah. I think that's really his problem. I think he's still he just drinking. doesn't. I don't think he drinks alcohol. I think he just drinks Mountain Dew. No, he just drinks Mountain Dew. Like when they're celebrating in the clubhouse. The yeah. yeah. It's uh, better than chicken and beer in the clubhouse. Yeah. 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 Anything is better than that. That's yeah. what that that team needed more Mountain Dew in their life. They did. I think that Popeye's near Fenway shut down, didn't it? Uh, yeah. I Last time I was there, I don't think I saw it, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they have a Popeyes. I think it, I'm pretty sure it closed down. I think you're right. Yeah, uh, rest in peace to a real legend of a uh, Fenway lore of 2011 and 2012. Yep, yeah. the Popeyes collapse. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, <laughs> I guess speaking of uh, Red Sox ownership, they're uh, in on uh, buying the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm gonna I'm gonna cry and throw up right now. I hate this, and not for any reason other than I just hate the Penguins. I it will not affect the Red Sox at all. Neither is Liverpool or anything else that they've right. invested their money in. I can care less about that aspect of it. In fact, I'm sad because I'm I'm willing to bet they're gonna make the Penguins better, and I just don't like that. Right. Yeah. And you're you're a Caps guy. You're a DC guy. You're a Caps guy, so Penguins, I mean, it's not in your vocabulary, Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, no. uh, The day that uh, Sidney Crosby uh, is a partial owner of the Red Sox is a day I die a little bit. I I can only accept LeBron James. (laughs) LeBron James is enough. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of funny. LeBron, Sidney Crosby, kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. I I don't know. I mean, I hope it works out. I I, I can't really wrap my head around it. I think it's so random. It's but. kind of weird, like owning two teams in two separate markets. Like I know Liverpool's like its own thing, but yeah. like in the United States, owning a team in Boston and Pittsburgh, like you know, there there is that sort of rivalry as well. You know, Boston and Pittsburgh too. I mean, you've seen it with the Patriots and the Steelers. You know, the Bruins and the Penguins. They've had their playoff battles as well. So. It's just definitely interesting to own, uh, you know, teams in in two different markets, especially like yeah, ones think, that have that rivalry. I think they try to like appeal to like the the blue collar, hardworking market. Like Liverpool is that. That's that's right. why they. There was a lot of parallels between the Red Sox and Liverpool when they they bought the club. Right. And that was like their reasoning when they were telling like the fans they were like, we bought the team because you know we have experience working with the Red Sox, and it's the same kind of thing. It's like his, history, blue collar, you know. Uh, Irish, whatever, same place, right. Liverpool, Boston, same exact city. Right. So I think we're overlooking the uh, Red Sox-Pirates rivalry of the first World Series in 1903. Yeah, I mean, we won that from them. I think they've just been a little bitter of it since then that they didn't win the first World Series. Like, I, I don't know when their first one was, but it wasn't that first one. So, I mean, we don't really notice them because we're the big brother, but they hate us. You have to imagine Pittsburgh fans hate Red Sox fans for that exact reason. A lot of them remember. I yeah. think you're exactly right, Jack. That that's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. 
two great cities will finally come together once again. They came together in October when Schwarber hit that home run against uh, Garrett Cole, which is actually yeah. your background, Jack. Yeah. Um, as he did in 2015 against Garrett Cole when he was on the Pittsburgh, uh, when he was on the Chicago Cubs against the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, um, yeah, no, it's uh, very interesting. You know, battle head to head once again. So. Yeah. Boston and Pittsburgh, the Steel Curtain, John Henry. Yep. I think um, I think we might have found a uh, a name for for the episode, Jack. Well, you got to work in some with Mountain Dew. Yeah. Something Mountain yeah. Dew related. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's very only uh, appropriate, and I'll have people, you know, wondering they'll see something like "Do the Do" as their episode name. And they'll be like, oh, man, what is this? Like, you know, it's not on the review. It, it's, uh, you know, about Mountain Dew. Yeah. Very intriguing. I got to run to Taco Bell now. Baja Blast. Yeah, the, this is some subliminal advertising. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like Schwarber was stalking you. He was like behind you. He's like, there. and then he just popped out. Over, Bam, that's my Mountain Dew. Where are you going with that Mountain Dew? <laughs> Get back here with that Dew, boy. <laughs> if, the Red Sox, Dew <laughs> if the Red Sox don't have a Mountain Dew sponsorship by the end of this, we riot. Yeah. I think on the sleeve. Give me a Mountain Dew sleeve fucking just huge wraparound logo right on the sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> Live my when you said sleeve lebo i i really instantly thought of like you're gonna walk into a liquor store one day and they're gonna have a sleeve of baja blast tips <laughs> gonna have kyle schwarber's face on it he's gonna yeah. be the sponsor <laughs> i'm gonna tweet her now <laughs> oh man I mean, speaking of... of Why don't we have this new joke? I feel like this is just... And this only makes me want to re-sign Kyle Schwarber even more. Because if we have to waste this on just like half a season of great memories, even if he signs somewhere else. But I want to continue to love... The Mountain uh, Dew, Kyle from Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. Kyle from Ohio. Crushes Mountain Dew. This yeah. this podcast, although we, we love the Kyle from Waltham, you know, bit, this podcast celebrates his Ohio heritage <laughs> more than most. Yeah, it, we we have we have respect uh, for the uh, Waltham gang, but uh, he, he is indeed from Ohio, and as he looks <laughs> like it for sure, and grew up on uh, Ohio delicacies such as Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, we gotta create a uh, a t-shirt. Maybe that maybe that'll be our first t-shirt. It's like uh, a Kyle that, Schwarber. That might be the first t-shirt. Yeah. Kyle Schwarber we'll, Mountain we'll need Dew. To get, uh, at the Players Association to sign on board with it. Uh, uh, they're not busy with anything, so. No. <laughs> yeah. Jack, you just have to get the express written consent of the MLB. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Oh, no, I only got the expressed oral consent of the MLB. <laughs> Not the written. Dude, I love that, that, that freaking joke for anybody listening. Uh, yes, I, 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 I did catch that. But I love that disclaimer 
how it says there may be no dissemination without the express written consent. Like the average person knows what the fuck dissemination, dissemination means. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I, I can't even spell it. This broadcast, like, dude, what, like that? What is that? <laughs> Nobody knows I, what that. I think means. we might be doing that right now. I think we're disseminating the uh, MLB broadcast. <laughs> we we literally are. We literally are. We're disseminating. I looked it up. I actually just looked up dissemination too. We definitely are. Yeah. Can you imagine the type of uh, publicity that we would get if MLB sued us? <laughs> That'd be and, fucking awesome. Yeah, no, I, uh, I kind of like how I want Wendy's to sue me for my Instagram name. <laughs> Honestly, Wendy's.com. I'm very yeah. surprised that like they haven't like you haven't been contacted because that was your your Twitter name as well before you uh, became a diehard uh, Dinos fan. Yeah, I it was honestly just because I didn't want people in my real life just finding my Twitter by accident. So right, I I had to switch it up a little, which is smart. It's smart. I'm still very dumb, so it, this is the least I could do. <laughs> right, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's for the found, greater good i found jack's twitter when i was working at the bruins and i randomly quoted a tweet when we were in the lunchroom and it took him like a second to register that i was quoting from his twitter account <laughs> oh i think I remember. when he registered he he geeked out he's like oh shit you found my twitter i was like oh yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> Well, you actually uh, quote tweeted me before we even worked together. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. We, we were always meant to be. Yes. Yep. That was that was a section 10. Uh, it was a Yankees. It was a Yankees lose tweet, right? Yeah, it was a Yankees lose at Yankee Stadium against the Mets. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's that is cool. absolutely awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that was during 2018, too, really at the height of everything. Uh, or the Red Sox and Yankees kind of rivalry. It kind of simmered down a little bit after that. You saw it a little more this year. But, like, right. yeah, that was peak. Like, I don't think I was actually wearing any um, Red Sox or in, really any baseball stuff that night. I, uh, same night I met Marlins Man, though. So that was pretty cool. That's right. Um, and I had my, I did actually have my first time eating sushi at a ballpark there, and it wasn't that bad. I, I'll actually give Yankee Stadium credit for having some decent food options. Nice. Their food is good. Their food fucks. I, I, I mean, Yankee Stadium as a whole is a very enjoyable experience. Um, every night is Open Jersey Gold Chain Night, yep. where apparently they tell their fans, "Listen, we're doing a, a promo. Wear an Open Jersey." And a, gold chain. <laughs> and a gold chain and they follow and a, suit every single night i don't get it yeah. it's like they're really top. organized <laughs> yes and a white tank top underneath also definitely beat the shit out of your wife before you show up to the yard every we will not night. provide that for you <laughs> really every night it, at no it's a tomato <laughs> it's a tomato stain no, from the gabagoo <laughs> really every night at yankee stadium is Italian Heritage Night. Yes, it really is. Yeah. Yep. Everyone walking in with their girlfriends as they're checking the ticket. She fell. Yep. She, she fell. fell. <laughs> she fell. She fell. She fell. The guy. You're all set. Go ahead in. 
The gabagool wasn't fall? ready. Yep, go ahead. This is going down a bad path. We're not gonna be. We're not gonna. We're not gonna be allowed at Yankee Stadium. Oh no. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of empty seats if we ever are looking for tickets. Yeah, there really is. Uh, It's crazy. Sad, actually. Sad. I know. But we're, uh, you know, we're 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 discussing this in the works. Uh, You know, maybe we might have to uh, possibly be there on uh, opening day for uh, Sox Rays. In, uh, oh, yeah. in March, cold, uh, nice March 31st uh, afternoon. Mar- March beers, nothing like March beers. March beers um, are going to be flowing. Yeah. Yeah, no, you I... need to make sure you're not sitting in the uh, alcohol-free section like I was on opening day 2019. That was uh, not ideal. No, well, that's just Kyle Schwarber's family sits there that's... just to drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> yes, they requested it. <laughs> and they probably shop at CVS a lot because it is the CVS family section. Yeah. So they probably do a lot of their grocery shopping at CVS. Right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. They, they just take that. They don't even buy the cases. They buy the individual bottles. Yep. They're just better on the Because they're cold now. <laughs> they're cold now. Cold. <laughs> At least there's a podcast that recognizes Kyle Schwarber is from Ohio. Just at least, at least give us that. Is Kyle Schwarber on Twitter? He's got to be. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He oh, he's gonna love months. this. Like he he tweets and then doesn't look at anything else, which is probably great for him. Right. I'm sure he'll love this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope this finds its way over to Kyle Schwarber. Because I've been listening, come on the pod. Well, we'll have to, uh, Jack. When we when we get that when we get our first official merch item, which is the Kyle Schwarber Mountain Dew shirt, we'll, we'll have to um, we'll have to send him over one. Yeah, yeah. No, well, with a Mountain Dew. Right, right. Yes. With a Mountain Dew. Yeah. The one that's already cold now. <laughs> Not we'll, later. We'll uh, pack it in one of those like styrofoam boxes that they use to keep medicine cold yep <laughs> with a note kyle we wanted you to get the we wanted to get you the two liter but they didn't have any cold now so <laughs> by the way this was supposed to be for some kids insulin <laughs> he just writes back, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your service. <laughs> this is so kind. You know they need that in Ohio, too. <laughs> yeah. In conjunction, in conjunction with being the Mountain Dew capital of the world, it's probably the insulin capital of the world, too. So... Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of cake at Mountain Dew, really. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's Ohio, that's their motto that, is cake and Mountain Dew. Yes, birthday cake and Mountain Dew, it's everybody's birthday in Ohio. It's everybody's and birthday. Goodyear tires, <laughs> and Goodyear tires. Well, you need tires to get to the CVS to get the Mountain Dew that's cold yeah. now. That's cold now. It's I mean, Kyle Farmer did have a good year. Everything adds up. This is really the Illuminati. I think we cracked the code. Yeah. 
Yep. Well, this is going to be our last episode because we cannot go any uh, uh, more up from this. So no. it was been a, it's been a pleasure. Exactly. Yeah. Do you guys want to take a moment to remember your favorite bits from uh, our podcast here? Mine was Bronxy dying, but I think uh, Kyle uh, chugging Mound Dew uh, might have overtaken it. <laughs> it really does. It really does. Yep. <laughs> It's like Bronxy. Bronxy was big, but Bronxy. Well, but Bronxy's Bronxy dead. There's only so much you can do when right. you're dead. Right. Yeah. When you're alive and well and enjoying cold now Mountain Dew, not warm. Cold now. It's cold now. It's cold now. <laughs> I mean, the sky's the limit, really, for this. <laughs> it's like cold, cold packaged. Cold delivered. Yeah. Right. It's Rocky Mountain cold. It's Ohio. It, it, if only there was something on the logo that could tell me that it was cold. <laughs> it, and you think about it. I think these mountains should light up. Yeah. They should. Yeah. You should start getting an electric charge. <laughs> oh, I'm not breaking. <laughs> you should feel the palpable buzz inside of you once you drink that Mountain Dew. That first sip hits different. Yep. Speaking of um, mountains, blue, and Yankee fans wanting players they're not going to get, uh, where do you think Trevor Story is going to go? Not I think it's Yankees. hard to say. It depends on, you know, where uh, uh, Correa and Seager and everybody else go. He's going to be one of those guys that, you know, he'll – He's not going to have an empty seat at the end of musical chairs, but he's not going to be the first one to sit down. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think, um, you know, with, with this class of free agents, I think really it's Correa is like <laughs> that big piece. And once that piece falls, then everything kind of follows. So I think everyone's kind of waiting to see where Correa is going to wind up. Is he going to Detroit? Is he not going to Detroit? Is he going somewhere else? And, um, you know, once that domino falls, I think then you'll see like the stories and, you know, the simians and all that kind of, you know, fall into place. And, you know, you'll you'll get more action once that big piece falls in Korea. Well, so. and I think a lot of this might actually happen fast because of the collective bargaining agreement ending on December 1st. So I think we it, whether it's Korea or Semyon or maybe even a guy like Robbie Ray, I think, you know, some of these guys might sign a lot sooner than previous off seasons. And who knows what's going to happen once it starts. I know uh, teams can still assign players, but will they want to? Will players even want to be signed while there's still so much in the right. air? So <clears throat> I think this might be a better discussion for even a full podcast, maybe once we get a little bit closer. Right, but sure. uh, they're, they're, <laughs> you have to kind of keep that in mind still. Yeah, we are up against the clock almost, you know, with the December 1st kind of deadline. So uh, I think a lot could happen over the next couple of weeks. I could also really see it where maybe a lot really just doesn't and they kind of just let it come and go. And there's just going to be a lot, you know, for either after they get it settled or whenever it happens. So, yeah. 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 And like you mentioned, Jack, there was, um, you know, some talk on Twitter from some of the baseball writers just saying that, you know, some of these pieces could sign before December 1st and, you know, some of them might be looking to do that. So uh, it could happen soon. So we'll just have to kind of wait and see, you know, what, uh, you know, 
where those big pieces kind of fall and, um, you know, and go from there. And then I, I feel like once some of those big pieces fall, then, then you'll see, um, you know, all that other stuff uh, start trickling in. So it'll be interesting the next few weeks for sure with, uh, with free agency around the league. Yeah. Um, real quick, obviously we know the shortstop market is very robust. Um, growing up a Red Sox fan, you know, we've all kind of shared the same, um, thing, you know, when we first started watching, probably started watching it at Nomar Garcia Parra, unbelievable shortstop for the Red Sox, uh, never won a championship for the Red Sox. Red Sox did lose Julio Lugo, who did win a championship with the Red Sox. Not that it matters whether he won or he didn't. Right. But very, very sad to hear of the passing, uh, of, of Julio Lugo. So, um, rest in peace for sure. He was very, very successful career with the Red Sox and the entire, uh, his entire career, Major League Baseball. Yeah, definitely yeah. Um, very sad uh, to hear that. Um, obviously, uh, you know, a, a big piece of that 07 team that won the World Series. And, um, you know, o- always sucks to see, you know, um, that happen, especially to somebody, um, you know, that was still very young. Um, you know, at only 45. So, um, very tough loss. Obviously the Red Sox, um, you know, have, have had a couple, um, you know, really tough losses the last, uh, you know, few weeks here. So, um, definitely, uh, you know, extending the thoughts to, uh, his family and, um, you know, big, big part of the Red Sox. And, um, you know, it really, uh, was a sad, uh, you know, thing to, to hear, um, earlier this week. So. Sure. Yeah, no, uh, 07 was the first year I really, like, started to follow the team, like, follow, follow, you know, more than just know who Big Poppy and Pedro and Manny were. So he was actually the first shortstop that I really knew, especially on that World Series championship team. And, no, he might have not been, you know, an all-star, but he gave you a solid glove. He would, you know, not put up a bat at bat. And, I mean, uh, that – you know, those players matter a lot around the league. Uh, Alex Cora can tell you that. He played with uh, Julio Luga at 1.2 in 07. Um, and, I mean, it's it, like Matt uh, Galveo was saying, it's just so unexpected when it happens at 45, a heart attack to a former professional athlete. Like, it, you just don't think about that type of stuff. No, you don't. It's uh, it's very, very unexpected. Um, but again, though, like I said, definitely career should be celebrated for him. He, um, he was good. He was a good player for the Red Sox, better than expected. I remember when they got him, um, you know, a lot of speed, good glove, uh, like you said, good at bats, um, and a world series champion. So, you know, can't ask for much more than that. No, no, definitely can't. And, uh, Obviously, the thoughts um, go out to, to him and his family. And, uh, you know, it's just a very tough loss, um, you know, in, in the Red Sox uh, space here. Um, sure. But, yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, obviously tough to follow that. But, um, you know, just, uh, you know, going off of that, I mean, um, you know, did you guys have anything? Uh, I know if uh, it's been a it's been a pretty crazy uh, show here. I think it's been uh, it's been a good one. A lot of. A lot of things have been going on here, but uh, yeah, do you guys have um, you know anything else that you you know had in mind to uh, uh, talk about here? No. Uh, yeah, just wanted to you know <clears throat> say thank you to all of our fans that are listening. This might be your first episode. For all we know, we're yep. you know uh, definitely trying to make sure that we put some good content out there online. So we always appreciate when you guys you know 
uh, give us a like, give us a retweet, uh, interact with us at all. Uh, you know, uh, we're just getting started off here, but um, if you could just uh, leave us a five star rating on iTunes and their podcast system, <clears throat> that's the one that you know uh, we're trying to get uh, bigger off on. You know, Spotify's great, YouTube's great. Uh, I don't think we're on anything else right now, but. <clears throat> Uh, just even leaving a five-star review on that uh, iTunes page is going to do us a lot of help, and we really appreciate it. For sure. Agreed. Well said. That'd be much appreciated. Um, going to keep putting out funny content, making you guys laugh, and that's what it's all about. So Yeah. And we'll uh, we'll definitely have to work on uh, maybe some merch as the uh, season gets closer. Uh, oh, yeah. I know everyone's going to be looking forward now to the uh, Kyle Schwarber Mountain Dew uh, T-shirt that's going to be coming out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll have some heat, uh, obviously. So, um, but yeah, no, it's been good. Obviously, can't say enough about the engagement on, uh, especially on Twitter. It's been unbelievable. Um you know, a lot of people following and uh, enjoying the content and the engagement on the tweets themselves have been very good. So that's definitely much appreciated. And, um, you know, we're, we're building here. So hopefully by the, you know, by opening day, um, you know, in, in late March there, we, you know, we can, you know, continue building and we have a really, really good, um, you know, foundation going into the season. Faux show. And really, the more you guys interact, the more it just makes us want to put stuff out there. So, um, no, exactly. Like every, yeah, no, every time, obviously, because we have the group chat, and, uh, you know, every time, you know, we have a tweet that, you know, a lot of people are engaging in, it it, it is exciting. I mean, I know we, we kind of like, we'll throw it in the chat, you know, once a tweet, we look at the engagements and, and, you know, of these certain tweets, and it's, it's pretty cool to see that. So, um, it's going to be exciting going forward and, and, you know, into these next couple of months in the off season. And then eventually, uh, you know, come spring training and opening day, it's, it's going to be, uh, definitely interesting to see kind of where we are, um, you know, once that, that time comes. Yeah. Real quick. Last thing. Just want to add every time you guys like reply to something, you know, we always talk about it. We always laugh about it. Uh, definitely gets a, a lot of, you know, like attention. So, uh, it's always great. Interaction's always positive. Can't can't hurt. Whether it's good or bad, you know. If you want to chirp right. us, tell us we're idiots. That's always good too. We we like that as well. So, yeah, we we love the we love the the uh, you know the I love the, a good the, chirp. <laughs> we love the chirp. Yeah. It's honestly hilarious when you see the chirps. It it, it really. I love a good chirp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's been good. Um, obviously, six uh, six episodes deep here, so um, it's been fun. And uh, you know, we're gonna keep going forward every, every week, and uh, we look forward to uh, having everybody along for the ride here. Um, so it's been good. Um, I think that's about uh, wraps it up for uh, episode six here. Yeah. All Enjoy right. your Mountain Dews. Enjoy your Mountain Dew. Yep. Shout out Kyle Schwarber and the Schwarber family in Ohio. <laughs>